As I mentioned in the beginning of our time for digital worship together this morning, we are celebrating Ascension Sunday, a special remembrance in the church calendar where we celebrate that Jesus went back to heaven and gave his mission of spreading his love to the world to his disciples. Ascension, of course, is just the description of what happened. Jesus went up into heaven. And so we use that word to signify and to make special this day in our time as Christians throughout the church year, Ascension Sunday. But the word of God, the scripture that we're reflecting on this morning in this message comes from a time before the Ascension. This comes from a time before the resurrection, before the crucifixion. It's a portion of the Last Supper where Jesus is gathered with his disciples and he's praying over them, praying about them. In fact, he even prays about you and me in this small section in the Gospel of John. Jesus says, Now I am departing from the world. I am coming to you. I told them many things while I was with them in this world so they would be filled with my joy. I have given them your word. And the world hates them because they do not belong to the world, just as I do not belong to the world. I'm not asking you to take them out of the world, but to keep them safe from the evil one. They do not belong to this world any more than I do. Make them holy by your truth. Teach them your word, which is truth. Just as you sent me into the world, I am sending them into the world. And I give myself as a holy sacrifice for them so they can be made holy by your truth. I am praying not only for these disciples, but also for all who will ever believe in me through their message. I pray that they will all be one just as you and I are one. As you are in me, Father, and I am in you. And may they be in us so that the world will believe you sent me. Jesus is praying this to his heavenly Father. The heavenly Father that we call Father when we use the Lord's Prayer in our own time of reflection and conversation with God. And so Jesus is asking that his heavenly Father would keep safe his disciples, but also sustain them in the world as they spread the message of the gospel, the good news of God's promises throughout the whole world, starting in Jerusalem where they were gathered that night for the Last Supper and spreading across Asia Minor, that Middle Eastern part of the world, into Europe, into Africa, into Asia, eventually across the oceans, even to North and South America. We can look at the world today and realize that God the Father answered his son Jesus' prayer when we see steeples and churches and Gatherings of people singing God's praises together, believing in the promises of Jesus. It's interesting, though, that this prayer comes from Jesus at this time, right before his death. Because I imagine that as the disciples heard this prayer, they got pretty enthusiastic about the message and the mission that they had as Jesus' disciples. But in a course of 24 hours, they would see their leader, their teacher, their Savior hanging on a cross. And it would feel like God had given up on them. The disciples received this message, this prayer from Jesus that was inspiring them for action. And then in just a day, it would seem like everything was pointless, fruitless, worthless. And as they hid themselves away for a couple of days, trying to avoid being seen, being caught, trying to avoid any attention, On that Sunday morning when Jesus rose from the dead, the promises that he gave his disciples came true. 
in that moment of resurrection, in that fulfillment of God's promises, the disciples learned that they could count on the promises of Jesus. They could count on the prayer that Jesus prayed over them that night. So even though it seemed like Jesus had lost the fight, it seemed like he had been overcome by the evil in the world at his death on the cross. When he rose from the dead, the disciples knew in their hearts that Jesus' word was the truth and that his promises and prayers for them mattered. You'll notice at the end of the reading there, Jesus says, I'm not praying only for these disciples, but also for all who will ever believe in me through their message. There isn't some other group of disciples that Jesus commissioned to send his word into different parts of the world. It was those 12 guys. And from that small group of leaders, the faith grew and covered the whole world. And so you and I share our faith because of this message that Jesus gave to his disciples. And that also means that we receive that same challenge and mission from Jesus ourselves. His prayer that, the, that God the Father would keep them safe in the midst of a dangerous world wasn't just for those 12 disciples. It's for you and I as well. And the challenge that we have to share the gospel, to share the good news of Jesus' love with the world around us, that is for you and for me too. And we face our own challenges in that as well. You see, when we look around at the world, we hear about churches closing, we hear about scandals in leadership, we hear about schools not making it, and it can feel like it's a losing battle. It can feel like it's not worth the effort. In fact, it seems like whenever we try and stand up for our faith, maybe, or we have a conversation with someone about what we believe, maybe our words stumble out of our mouths, we feel less confident in what we believe, the doubts seem to rise up and it can feel like the promises and mission that Jesus gave his disciples that they passed on to us doesn't matter as much, doesn't count for as much. But just like Jesus' resurrection from the dead vindicated, made count to the promises he gave to his disciples, so also we look back to that moment. We look back to the testimony of his disciples, their belief, their confession that they saw him alive after his death as the proof that we need to hang on to the promises of God, even in the face of a world that doesn't seem like it's listening. Jesus is not some coping mechanism for us or an escape method. We're not just waiting on the day that he takes us home, although we do wait in joy for that day. We know that the days that we are still here, he has a purpose for us. He has a mission for us to continue to share his love with the world around us. Yes, even a world that doesn't seem like it's listening. I'm reminded of this quote by an old English author, G.K. Chesterton. He was writing books about belief, Christianity, theology in the early 20th century. And he said this when discussing the idea of optimism versus pessimism. The idea of, are things getting better? Are things getting worse? Do we give up hope? Do we stay enthusiastic? Well, he said this, A Christian needs to hate the world enough to change it, but he must love the world enough to find it worth changing. You see, I, I hear in that quote 
the conviction and the love that God has for the world because he saw us in a broken state. He saw the world imperfect, turning away from him. And yet he knew that it was worth it to him. He loved us enough to send his son into a world that would ultimately reject him. And yet through that rejection, he would rescue the world. And so you and I now are sent into this world, not simply to eventually escape it, but to be a part of God's work in it. We have words that we say, actions that we carry out, an attitude that we carry with us. And all of that is a way that God can be using you and I in his mission to spread his love to the world. How will you share his promises with the people around you? How will you show that God's love is not something that you just receive to make you feel better, but is something that you can distribute to the people around you, something you can give out to a world that doesn't think it needs it. On those days where we feel most like giving up, we remember that God did not give up on us. And in fact, he will always hold us strong, hold us steadfast in his promises. We can count on him. And also know that Jesus' prayer for his disciples, it counted for them and it counts for you and me that God would keep us safe in this world, but also be using us every single day to share his love with the world around us. That's our mission as Christians. That's what we get to do as Jesus followers. And so here at Shepherd, as we lead people to follow Jesus, I encourage you to look at all those different opportunities in your life, all those conversations, those interactions, and know that that's an opportunity for God to use you to share his love with the world around you. Amen. Dear God, our hearts are broken for this world. The hatred is palpable, the division undeniable, and the pain runs deep. We desperately need more of you. We ask for your truth to be louder than the noise which surrounds us for your mercy to be stronger than the voices of oppression, for your strength to overpower those who seek to do harm. Where there is division, bring unity. Where there is anger, bring peace. Where there is evil, bring victory. Empower us to fulfill your mission, to answer your calling, to be the light you've created us to be. May your love, your grace, and your mercy flood this world. We love you. We seek you. We place our hope in the mighty name of Jesus. This we pray.